Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Massive Attack Podcast. I'm Joe and with me as usual is my co-host Mitch. That's me. How are you tonight, Mitch? I'm great. Let's jump into it. I think we've got a lot to talk about this month. Yeah. Shall we start with gaming as we normally do? Why change? Exactly. Now, you've actually done something that we don't usually do. You've bought a new release game. Game on release on on first day of release. That's incredible. I actually skipped out of school at school. <laughs> skipped out of work at lunchtime to get it. That and, good? Well, it's all right. I haven't really paid it much sense, but I did. I was excited when it first came out. The Transformers Devastation, oh, yeah. which we it's, sort of talked about a couple of weeks. Couple I think we did. Ago. And you're going to laugh at me here. Is that the cell shaded? <laughs> That's exactly the game. Yes, cell shaded. It looks like the '80s cartoon. Awesome. It, it's 3D, but it's got that 2D rendering about it. And it's made by Platinum Games, who did the Bayonetta game. And I like Bayonetta. I know you didn't. No. Unfortunately, it's not as polished as Bayonetta, but it is. Um, fun enough but it's a bit repetitive as a game like, do you have to be a Transformers fan to get it yeah you wouldn't give a shit otherwise no like, it, I, didn't, it, I didn't think you would it was a $45 game it wasn't a $70 game if that means anything so you okay. sort of it's not your A grade title but I mean it's fun like as a Transformers fan you're there but it's sort of monotonous as far as alright you go to this area fight these you know faceless robots get to the next area in this city and it's it's a bit okay samey samey boss battle the fact that it's Transformers it makes it cool but apart from that it's just like oh yeah same sort of thing but I haven't played a lot of it to be honest haven't got to Grimlock yet I know he's there so looking forward to that but um, I mean it's fun for for the for 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 for, 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 for Granville, um, for forty-five bucks, it's fine. Like, okay, it, 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 I don't, I, I don't piss. I'm not pissed off that I bought the game. And are you just playing as the Autobots, or is there a sceptical? Yeah, just Autobots. No, just Autobots. That's a shame. Maybe it will be open for DLC. Maybe if it's popular enough. I, don't, I honestly don't know. Okay, I'm awesome. hoping mm. only because I want more of it, even though I'm not really playing it. But that's all right. Because I have been playing something else. Oh, have you? Because the same day I bought that, I noticed there was a game for free you could download. Because I always check each week to see what the free games are and what the deals are and yep. everything. And there was a game that was free. And it's like, what's this? A frozen Freefall. And I had a look at the images and it looks like a match three game. It's like, oh, for free I can deal with this. How's it work? And yeah, it's pr- it is exactly Candy Crush. Like you've got a match three with different things. Either get this high score or do this much in a certain time or get these things to the bottom. Whatever. It's each level's different and it, it's just free which is great yep. but you can pay yes for this or you can pay for that you get five lives in the same way Candy Crush works and you wait so many minutes before the next one comes and I'm absolutely digging it like I haven't spent any dollars on it because I don't need to I don't I don't know when I'll need to spend money on it but so far I'm 30 something levels in and I'm enjoying it without having to spend a dollar well so. you actually got me sucked into it and I realised <laughs> I realised that I did have it already on my iPad and it's the same pretty much the same game as the iPad version only this one I think looks a little bit crisper on the big telly mm-hmm but I have actually spent a little bit of money on it because Fools. I've played probably about 20 levels of the single player. But yep. then my wife and I decided that we were going to play some multiplayer on it. But the free version only comes with one character in multiplayer uh-huh. and you need to pay for extras to get other characters. So we shilled out $2 to get... Well, $2 bad. Yeah. Well, you could pay $26 and get and all get of the, the unlocks. Every, yes. Or certain characters are worth more. I don't know how they work that out. But we paid $2 to get Hans, who's the bad guy, if you haven't seen Frozen. So we now have Elsa and Hans. Not that it means a lot, because the way multiplayer works, it does play a little bit different to the solo player, where the whole idea is you collect gems of a certain colour to throw snowballs at each other, and the person who makes the most hits with the snowballs wins the round. Racist. Colours. I don't see colours. Yeah. I'm terrible at these games. And when you say it's like Candy Crush, I think it's probably more a little bit like Bejeweled, in the fact that it lets you do a move while you're still watching the animation of the previous move very much like I didn't know that so I just let it play out well that's something especially on the timed levels you can actually get through it a bit quicker if you're that's more like Bejeweled Blitz then exactly and I think the fact that I've played Bejeweled Blitz and my wife hadn't when we were playing multiplayer means I was actually winning a lot more matches than she was because I was working a few moves ahead but as you say it's fun enough I haven't got to the stage yet where I've failed any levels but I think you get a life every time you pass a level so yeah I've got a bit of a backlog of life so when I get to the harder levels maybe uh, well, if you haven't lost a life, then that's it. You, you yeah, keep, well, you just I don't think you gain playing, them. Playing, I think you just. I think you have five, and if you get five to lose, oh, okay, and then just wait, uh, and then you 
get them. And there's some sort of daily prize if you go yeah, on Yeah, and the server doesn't seem to always be working. No. It says, can't connect to the server, try again later. But you can play the game, so it's fine. But I, I don't think it's an, a new game. I think it's actually been on the Xbox for a little while and we've probably just missed really? the boat. Yeah. Oh. I had trouble actually going through the Xbox game store to, to buy it. I couldn't get it to, to work on the on the Xbox itself. I had to go on the PC and click it there to download and then go back to the Xbox and download it. I think it's because you suck. Uh, maybe the servers are just You suck at download. Oh, I do. I suck at game. I suck at download. But anyway. <laughs> I suck at door. Yes. Other than that, anything else, Mitch? Yes, I have finished Peggle Blast. Completely? Totally. Well, well... There's 208 levels, which I have done, and that's great. And then they said, oh, you can go back and find the hidden gem. It's like, the the what? (laughs) And there's a hidden gem. And it's like, basically, you know what the peggle board looks like. One of them is a special gem. So if you hit it, you go, oh, congratulations, you found the hidden gem. Well, don't you go back and try and clear, completely clear the levels? Maybe. I I did that with Peggle on the Xbox. I know that much. I'm tempted. (laughs) I'm trying not to spend more time than I need to. I don't need more anxiety dreams, which Peggle has given me. But yeah, so I'm going back and finding the hidden gem at the moment. But it's it's a bit easier because you don't have to finish a level. As soon as I find it, it's like, damn good oh, okay. i'm done because there was a few levels there i was like a few days on one level where i couldn't get through it's like yo bang a prick i'm over this but um in the end i really enjoyed pickle blast because at the start i was a bit you know dubious and yeah i wasn't sure about the finer points of going like you hit the button to launch and it might hold a bit on little things like that were a bit of a pain but in the end i got so used to it and i was pretty good at it i think obviously now you need another game to to play on your phone when you're at work and in your toilet breaks and stuff do you like well, I don't really need one. <laughs> so I'm still playing Spellfall, but I don't, don't care. Like, no. I play it every morning so I don't lose that power-up yeah. thing every day, but I'm not enjoying it. I've got a bunch of games of Words with Friends that I haven't touched for a couple of days, and I'm doing okay. the trivia game, which I haven't sort of looked at. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the trap that you fall into with mobile games, because for a little while I was really into SimCity Build It but I got to the stage where I'd pretty much built my city up as much as I could and then I was just rearranging things and making things look pretty and I thought, well, what's the point? And I was playing Clash of Clans for a little while and I've got to the the point as well where everything that I want to do is going to cost me too much gold and if I do upgrade anything, it takes like a week to upgrade and it's just no fun to play, so I've stopped playing that as well. But I guess you've been playing Supercard. I have been yeah. playing Supercard, and I've now got to the stage where I have my own little trained minion for Supercard, where my eight-year-old is playing it whenever he gets his iPad time, and then he'll come up to me later and, and tell me who he's unlocked and what sort of cards he's got, which is good, because you know, now I can get my uh, Supercard fix without playing Supercard. <laughs> but leading on from that, they have actually been playing a little bit of the WWE 2K15 on the Xbox, and... I'm, I guess I'm a sucker because I had the disc version of it and it was on sale last week digitally. Yeah. And I thought, well, bugger it. I may as well just buy it digitally so it's always on the hard drive so I don't need to get up and put the disc in. Mm-hmm. And since then, we've been having a little bit of resurgence of that and my kids have gone through the creator character and not quite as in-depth as I am with my creator characters. They actually picked the most crazy stuff that they could do and we've got a bunch of non-human characters in it now. <laughs> you can have a gorilla costume, so we have a gorilla. And my four-year-old decided he was going to name the gorilla and I said, well, that's fine, what do you want to call this gorilla? So he called him Kickbutt the Gorilla. <laughs> So we now have a gorilla. We now have uh, a group of people with bull horns, uh, an orange guy with goat horns. And because you can make a skull mask and blue skin, I've made a Skeletor as well. So <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool playing with like non-real wrestling characters. But yeah, I, I'm falling into the, the trouble though that they watch. Can you make the, the gorilla orange? You probably could. So you can make Beast Man. Yeah, maybe I should try that. Oh, I, I don't think you can put extra clothes on top of the gorilla costume, though, so I can't put Beastman's like, shoulder pads and no. armbits and stuff on him, though. But yeah, I, I am getting into a little bit of trouble with the wife because the kids are playing the wrestling game and then they're going around and yelling at each other that they're John Cena and trying to hit each other. <laughs> and, Sorry, there's a meme of John Cena just yes. coming out of nowhere. And it's funny, though, because my four-year-old has never watched real wrestling. He's only ever played the game and seen Supercard. Wrestling's real. He, he knows the entrance and the other day he came running into the into the lounge room with a hat and took his hat off and threw it to us while we were sitting on the couch and then waved his arms in the air and said I'm John Cena and my wife's like I think you have some explaining to do so, yes other than that I haven't actually been playing much on the Xbox I did try one of the Games for Gold freebie titles that I've had sitting there for a long time and that's Sleeping Dogs oh yeah 
And it wasn't bad, but it's... Grand Theft Tokyo, yeah? Uh, yeah, kind of. I think it's following on from one of... Yeah, yeah, it might have been one of the Yakuza games, and then it didn't get picked up by the publisher or something, and then they changed it slightly and re-released it under a different name, I think. I'm not sure if it's Yakuza or one of the Mafia games, but... It plays a lot like the Batman Arkham games as far as the combat goes. I haven't got far enough to get a gun yet. I'm still just using hand-to-hand combat. But I just found the missions a bit too samey, so I haven't gone back. But I've played probably about four hours worth. And yeah, other than that, it's more just watching my kids play things at the moment. Because I mentioned previously that we were watching American Ninja Warrior. And I happened to mention to my son that I had Doritos Crash Course which is a little bit like Ninja Warrior, a little bit like Wipeout. Wipeout, yep. So he went through a stage over the school holidays where he was allowed to stay up a little bit later and he was playing a couple of levels of Crash Course every night trying to get better and better. And the joy of it is he was playing on my profile, which brings up the leaderboards of all the people on my friends list. And he was getting all excited that he was actually beating people's times on my friends list and just trying every night on the same level to get better and better. So yeah, that was, Did he that was kind of fun. Uh, I think he might have. One of them. And then... Yeah, we uh, break his thumbs. We we sprung. I think it was two dollars for the extra content of that as well. So we <sighs> downloaded another. They're just siphoning money out of you, left, right, and centre. Right? They are, but four bucks. Four bucks just yeah. starts with four. I know. Well, it was nineteen ninety five for WWE two K fifteen, which is the game you already had. <laughs> I know. But yes. Anyway, that, but if you trade it in, I could probably get five dollars for the disc. <laughs> but I, I have already been making noise to my children that I do want two K sixteen for Christmas this year. So we'll play this one as much as we can, and then I'll move on. So who knows? Anyway, that's probably gaming. Should we jump into television? Sure. There has been a spate of new things starting on TV, being the fact that it is the fall preview season in America where all the new shows start. Mm -hmm. So I have been jumping on board. Or returned, exactly. I've been jumping on a couple of the new seasons. Yeah. One of them I know both of us watched, and I didn't even get through the first episode before I gave up, and that's Heroes Reborn. Yeah. Yeah, I was a Heroes fan probably the first couple of seasons. And then when the writer's strike hit all those years ago and Heroes kind of went off the rails, I decided that it wasn't worth watching anymore. And I think the only reason I went back to watch this season is because of, uh, what's his, the Henry Zabowski that's from last podcast on the left is yep. one of the characters in it. Mm-hmm. And he was probably the only good character in it. Yeah. But yeah, the I just found the, the premise to be a bit shitty and the effects weren't very good. And there was a section of the CGI bit where uh, a guy goes to Japan because he meets his this girl that's a video game character or something and then yeah. they go into the game and I just found that bit incredibly tedious. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I We gave up about 10 minutes into the second episode of the two-parter first like double episode, my wife and I. Did you go back and watch any more? We've seen it all. And I started by shit? watching the six-minute six webisodes that led into it, which is all Zabrowski. <laughs> but it, it's... It's not good. I think it's only like 12 episodes long, so yeah, we're I sticking with it. So, But it, it is... They haven't learned anything. Like, this was the show that started this. Like, before this, there was no Flash. There was no Arrow, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This was doing, t- you know, superheroes on TV. This is like, wow, this is real legit. I love the first season, but it was just a poor man's Watchmen. Yeah. Second season was a poor man's Days of Future Past. And since then, we've actually had Watchmen and Days of Future Past. So what they've done is they've strip mined comics for really good storylines. When they don't have those storylines to strip mine, there's not a lot going on. Yeah. And now all the heroes are called Evos, like by the public, or Evolved. Yeah. And there's mutants again. It's just like, you know, Marvel's mutants. Or yeah, and they're all it's kind like, of oh, evils. We're yep. worried about these evos and all this sort of shit. And there's people out there hunting them down. There's people hiding. But it's just boring TV. And I thought as well the thing that annoyed me was the fact that anyone from the original season that had any acting credibility has gone on to bigger and better things. But there's still much left. And yeah, obviously they haven't brought them back for this new Reborn. So there's no Zachary Quinto. There's no Hayden Pantieri. That's about it. Yeah. Ellie Ladder, yeah. Yeah, she's gone pretty much any of the big names from the original. Petrelli. Other than- well, Petrelli's gone on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so he... Oh, has he? Yeah. Or Milo Vint, or whatever his name is, is just probably still cashing in on that Fergie film clip. As you would. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I, I as I said, I, I gave it a go just because I yeah. wanted to see if Henry was going to be any good, but 
No, it wasn't worth hanging around for. And being a last podcast fan, he is playing Henry himself, really. Oh, definitely. He's just a conspiracy nut sort of character. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, well, typecast a bit, but sticking with it, but it's not good. Well, not good. Speaking of Henry, you've watched another one of his shows. I, I have. Uh, he was on a show called Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, which I knew nothing about, but then I saw a, a, a pop up. I was like, oh, I'll check this out. It goes for about 12 minutes, and Henry plays a demon in hell. So he's there with red face, polo shirt with hell monogram on it, um, horns, and he, he works in hell for, for the big guy. And it's just like an office workspace comedy. It just happens to be he works in hell. And it, it's, it's strange. Like, I've seen a few of the episodes, and I will check out more. It's, it's bizarre. Like this yeah. episode where they was like, are you Gary with the two R's or one? I was like, well, one. And he goes, oh, there's been a typo. Sorry, you should have gone to heaven. And they go up there, and it turns out that you know he's getting on with all these angels. And it's like, yeah, and then... He keeps getting rumbling and farting. And they go, what's going on? And he looks out and three of his mates pop out of his ass, going, oh, we're here. You're just a mule. We're, just, we're going to blow up heaven. So I go, go over there. And he's going around squatting everywhere. And everywhere he's squatting, there's these little bombs popping out of his ass. It sounds strange. <laughs> and it is. But it's pretty It's pretty full on for a little weird show. I don't know where it airs in the States. Uh, I think it's on Adult Swim. Yeah, something like that. It's bizarre. Yeah. But it's funny. It's uh, different. Definitely I, different. You showed me a little clip of it. And I was like, well, this is very strange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's for me, but... He's damn yeah. good. I, I liked what I've seen. Hmm. Well, speaking of strange shows, another thing that you put me onto, which is also on Kiss Cartoon, which we'll give a bit of a flog to again, mm. is Moonbeam City, yep. which is an animated 80s cop show spoof starring the voice of Rob Lowe and also produced by Rob Lowe. Mm-hmm. Also starring, uh, who else was it? Elizabeth Banks and... Will Fort. Will no. Fort as yeah. his nemesis policeman and i've seen two episodes of that so far and again i'm not sure if i'll go back to it but it was quite strange to watch and will fort is probably the highlight of the show he just has the best lines in it but if you're a fan of like miami vice or anything like that you'll get a bit of a a chuckle out of this because it is you know pretty boy cops wearing paisley suits with lots of neon and some strange premises but yeah Again, getting back to the new stuff that's on the full preview, there's a couple of things that I've started watching. One of them I think I'll stick with, the other one I'm not too sure. So, firstly, there's a, a new show called Blind Spot. Yeah, we watched the first step. What did you think? Oh, we're in. Yeah, I, I kind of thought I was, but then I tried to watch the second ep and I fell asleep while we were watching it, so I, don't, I really don't know. I'm on that um, Screen Queen startup, which is the new creators of um, American Horror Story and Glee. Okay. And it's sort of a piss take on, I guess, horrid tropes in that way. It's it's a comedy. It's a bleak. I mean, there's murders and stuff in it, in a sorority and all this sort of stuff with um, Jamie Lee Curtis as, like, the dean of the university set in a sorority house. And I watched the first episode going, no, this is interesting. And then I got halfway through the second episode and I was like, I could be doing something else. Yeah, exactly. And when I realized that, it's like, oh, this show isn't grabbing me like it should, obviously. Yeah. So I never went back. But I, the, I was intrigued by it enough. But then I realized I'm looking for something else to do right now. Yeah. So I know I well, gave up. That was the trouble I had with Blindspot. The the fact that the acting credibility is pretty good. It's got Jamie Alexander, who was in Thor. the Thor movies. Lady Sif, yeah. Yeah. And the premise is she wakes up in Times Square, doesn't have a memory anymore, has tattoos all over her body that are clues for FBI cases. And one of the things she has tattooed on her is an FBI agent's name. So she teams up with his agent. But having watched like Blindspot and a couple of other cop shows. Blacklist. Yeah, sorry, Blacklist and a couple of the other cop shows. It's kind of like the cops, obviously, or the FBI just let anyone come and work for them because they take her out in the field and... You know, they tell her to, to stay in the car, but she comes out of the car in that first episode and gets mm. into a bit of a fist fight with some people and realises she knows martial arts. Again, the premise was interesting enough, but, yeah, I don't know if the delivery was that good. But uh, another thing that we did start, and I've now watched three episodes of, is Limitless, which is based on the Bradley Cooper yep. movie. And it had a bit of Would a Would he be the second best actor of our generation? Bradley Cooper? Would be in the echelon? No, it's the two Ryans at the top, isn't it? Ryan, oh, is it? Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just wondering where they all know, fit in the echelon. Well, maybe when we talk about movies later, we might have another contender for okay. the greatest actor of our generation. I'm not too sure. But, yeah, I, the guy that they've got playing the main character, I don't even remember what his name was. He looks a little bit like Brian McFadden from that Irish boy band. I can't remember. Boy Town? Boy Zone? Boy Zone. Was yeah. it? I don't, I don't know. I'm glad you knew that and I didn't. <laughs> but he was, he's kind of likeable and similar to the movie, he gets the mind-altering drug that lets him open up his brain. And again, he's 
working for the FBI and helping them solve cases with his enhanced brain. But I think the difference between that and Blind Spot, it's just the effects are a little bit better. It's a little bit better written. So it had more of a, a hook, I guess. So yeah. we've been watching a bit more of that. So. Yeah. Other than that, the only other thing I've been watching is a, a bit more of Rick and Morty, and I've now got to the end of Series 2 of Rick and Morty, and like I mentioned last month, there's a few episodes that just end on a, a bit of a downer, including the very last episode. Oh. So yes, when you get to that, there's I, I will get there eventually. A, a bit of a cliffhanger at the end, and the little sting that they do after the credits sort of acknowledges that it's a bit of a down ending, and you know it's the end of the season, and you won't know what's going to happen to Rick until you come back maybe next year, maybe two years from now, and yeah. It was quite interesting. And one more thing I've been watching also on Kiss Cartoons, and that's the Star Wars Lego Star Wars Droid Tales. Been watching that with my kids, and like all of the Lego Star Wars movies, you do have that little extra adult content that gives a nod to the real fans and the kids kind of miss everything. But the latest episodes, they've done a bit of a rehash on Empire Strikes Back, and there was another episode where they did a little bit of even Star Wars Rebels got a a bit of a Lego makeover. So that that was kind of cool. So this is current show. It's a modern show if Rebels is in it. Yeah, it's it's current and they, they release an episode probably every couple of months. Okay. And they're now up to four episodes of the, the Droid Tales on. And again, it's just got little jokes that adults will get. It's got uh, little nods to the, the real movies that kind of show you that George Lucas lost the plot a little bit. And just, yeah, little jokes. There was one bit where R2-D2 was doing something rather dangerous and he did a little beep and C-3PO translates and goes, your middle name's not danger, your middle name's hyphen. <laughs> and I thought that was, that was pretty funny. My kids sort of got a chuckle out of that as well. But yeah, that's, that's my TV. Anything else for you, Mitch? Well, like you said, the return of all the shows. We've got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and The Flash and Arrow, which are all the same, which is fine. I, I know what I'm in for. There's yeah. iZombie's return, which is still good. And we started one other new show, which was uh, Quantico, which is just like your Limitless and your Blind Spot. It's just a procedural with a gimmick. And this is a gimmick where she is a... The main character is a... Um, I don't know if she's a graduate. She goes to Quantico, which is the FBI training academy. Yep. And you sort of get this backstory with all of their first day at the academy and a bunch of other characters. And they're all sort of... One of their assignments is to grab the file on another classmate and find out something about them that they're Mm -hmm. not meant to. And then you jump forward to now and there's a big massive explosion at Grand Central Station and she survives and she ends up being arrested for it that you are the one that did this it's like well no I didn't and then you're sort of getting flashbacks to this training and then this and it's like well one of you did and we think it's you and then at the end of the first episode she gets broken out by the boss of her the school or something like that saying I know you didn't do it you've got to go find out go and that that's the end of the first episode so it's going to be like lost in a flashback each episode moving forward with the story currently with the current storyline and a flashback to everybody and I'm guessing you're going to eliminate characters as the show goes on. I'm guessing. I haven't watched part two yet, but we were intrigued enough that we will. Hmm. But yeah, with so many TV shows out at the moment, it's just like, shit, trying to keep up and finding time. Yeah, well, that's the same trouble, isn't it? It's finding time to game, finding time to watch TV. I've just finding been overseas. To put on pants. I've just been overseas for a week and a half with the family in Fiji, so while we were over there, we didn't have anything to view on other than Kiss Cartoons on the iPad, so all I did was watch cartoons while we were there. Local Fijian television wasn't exactly what I was expecting. When, on the local news, they have happy birthday for some kid in some little <laughs> village and put up a little photo of his face, it's a bit different to watching uh, major television here in Australia, but yeah. So any cartoons, any classics revisited and gone, God, this was shit? Well, we did watch... My kids have been watching a little bit of the Pac-Man ghostly adventures that's a new one that's a new cg one not interested i haven't been watching any old stuff myself and my little four-year-old has picked up a show that's on the disney channel here that we're watching also on kids cartoons called miles from tomorrowland which is a kid in outer space flying around with his parents and his name is miles Ah, olivia munn actually does the voice of the mother that's kind of hot kind of cool yeah Mm. and i think mark hamill plays with his uncle in a couple of episodes so yes joker himself yeah, the trickster, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah the trickster and the flash <laughs> as well, yep. yeah. But yeah, that, that's my TV. Well, another TV show that started was Comic Book Men, which is back, which is, if you don't know what Comic Book Men is, it's like your hardcore porn or any of those sort of shows where you people... It's the Kevin Smith's comic shop in Jersey. He's He bookends the show pretty much, but he's not in the shop itself. But yep. the four staff of the shop sort of just talk shit about who'd win the fight arguments. And then in between, people sort of bring in things to sell or buy, and they argue prices, and they talk about those items 
items, you know, whether it's an original comic from 1966 or a collectible toy or something like that. So okay. it's right up my alley. It's a, it's, it's a silly show, but I find it a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. It's something that is on, I think it's on one of the Foxtel channels, and I see it listed regularly, but I've never actually decided to give it a go. It's very light. Yeah. Like, it's cool. But um, speaking of Kevin Smith, I actually, luckily through a friend of mine, Paul Jones, bought a few tickets to go see Kevin Smith live. It was Kevin Smith and Silent, or was it Jay and Silent Bob Get Old live. Oh, okay. And he couldn't go. So there was a ticket gone awaiting. So I took it and I'm so glad I did. It was so much fun. Like it started off with the Q&A with Kevin and then it finished with a recording of Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. And the Q&A went for an hour and 45 minutes and people lined up to ask questions to Kevin. And guess how many questions were asked? 20. <laughs> One question and then an hour or 45 minute answer. Do you think it was a plant or do you think it was a real question? No, no, no. It's just the way Kevin works. Like you jokingly said, we'll probably only get through a few. But, and I've been listening to his podcast since and a lot of the stories he told have told, turned up in the different podcasts like Hollywood Babylon or Fat Man on Batman or any of these podcasts. They'll turn up there. So, <coughs> so he, <coughs> yeah, so he's got some answers that are wrote and he just sort of cherry picks what he can tell or get in to get to that where he wants to go. So it was really good because the question itself was, I've got a podcast and how do you find an audience? And he started off by saying, look, I made Clerks because I like movies. But I said, where's the movie for me? And where are the people that talk like me and my friends? Yep. And then it's like, I'm waiting for that movie to be made. Then I realized they're not going to make that movie. I have to make it if I want it. So that's why I made Clerks. And then he rattled off and he sort of went through his career. And then he how it dovetailed and went badly during Cop Out. And then he goes, fuck this, I'm out of Hollywood. And he discovered podcasting and absolutely adored podcasting and he goes fuck Hollywood I don't need this anymore because he was making movies for himself and then he tried to make movies to appease people and that doesn't work you can't make something to make someone happy it just doesn't work you can't compromise what you're making that way it just, it's not good so he sort of resolved himself that he was a podcaster and then it went through this whole idea he was reading an article which inspired Tusk and they talked to him about an idea of like let's make this movie Tusk because this is crazy they read an article about which turned out to be fake but it was all about a guy who put an ad in the like Craigslist to say come and live with me rent free but for two hours a day you have to dress up in a walrus outfit and I'll feed you fish and that's it and they rattled off that you know you're going to get sewn in this fit in this outfit and they're going to hit you over the head you're going to be stuck as a walrus for life and they rattled off this whole story and they go you can go back and listen to the podcast you can hear the start the the kernel of the idea and everything goes through where they come through the plot and this and that and this is where he had the epiphany again of like no one's going to make this movie for me if I'm going to make this movie I'm going to have to do it if I want to see it so that's where that came from and he goes and I made Tusk and he talked about he wrote the script in two days he just turned it out he had to get out of it his wife read it and she's not my biggest critic and she goes, are you serious about this? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, you've got to make this. And he goes, why is it good? And she goes, no, but I want to see if you can do it. <laughs> and everyone going through was saying the same sort of thing. It's like, you've got to make this film. Why is it good? No, <laughs> but you've got to have a go. So um, he wrote for Tarantino to be in it, but he said no, but he ended up scoring Johnny Depp in it because his daughter's best mates with Johnny Depp's daughter and just telling the story of making this movie and how good Johnny Depp is versus how nice and what's the name um, Bruce Wills isn't yep. and moving on and he basically he ended up throwing his daughter into the movie and had a ball doing it and he goes it was such a great thing just to have my daughter there and he wrote her in as a clerk at a convenience store yep. and then he's there filming with his daughter and Johnny Depp and then he's going oh it'd be good if Lily Rose was in here too you know it's Johnny's daughter it's Harley's best friend we really should have her in it I'll ask Johnny but I don't know maybe he wants to keep her out of the spotlight you know he's pretty protective of his daughter we'll ask anyway and he goes do you want to we were thinking maybe we'll get Harley um, Lily Rose in here and he goes that'll be great I'd love to work with my daughter so they <laughs> took her out of school and threw her in a scene and, and apparently Kevin's just watching this scene with the two of them together just kept showing it to his wife saying how good is this those two they're so good and, he goes, and his wife just sits him across the back of the head saying don't you see it what? and he goes it's too slack as working in a convenience store of course you fucking like it <laughs> It's Clerks again. Yeah. So, ah. So, he's actually doing another movie called Yoga Hoses with those two as a main character coming yeah. out soon. So, he's got his passion again. He's talked about how do it for yourself and you'll find your audience and do all these sort of things. And inspiration. He said, do a podcast. Podcasts are awesome. You should do it. Just get out there and make it, you know, because there are no gatekeepers. Just fucking, And exactly. you just felt inspirational. This guy just talked for an hour and a half about this thing. And it's like, but I felt sorry for the fuckwits. I didn't feel sorry for him, actually. I looked at them and thought, you're a bunch of fuckwits because <laughs> they're waiting at the microphone going, 
going, you're not going to get your question asked. You know, an hour and a half into an hour 45, yeah. he's not even close to wrapping up that first question. Don't think you're going to get your question in your stupid fedora wearing fuckwit. So the guy at the next <laughs> mic, all right, maybe you thought you might have snuck one in, but I doubt it. But anyone else more than two or three back on this queue, what did you think you were going to do? Did you think you were going to get the questions in? Of course not. Idiots. Oh, oh well. Yeah. Sorry, that, that was awesome. There you go. And completely independently to you seeing Kevin Smith, mm. the same day that you were watching Kevin Smith, I actually decided that I was going to watch Tusk. So yeah. there's obviously a bit of serendipity. You thought it was going to be a movie about Fleetwood Mac. Well, they do use the song, but they don't use the Fleetwood Mac song. <laughs> At the, the Fleetwood Mac version, they have a cover of it because obviously the, the Fleetwood Mac would have cost them too much. Yes. But yeah, I'd heard a little bit about it because they had mentioned it on a couple of the movie podcasts that I listened to. And being a bit of a Kevin Smith fan I thought I would give it a try and also being October and coming up for Halloween I thought I'd try some horror movies mm-hmm. there's a lot of this movie that I should like like Justin Long is the main character and I, and I do and I am quite a fan so of Justin like Long. Long I do <laughs> and he is you didn't mention before but he is actually a podcaster himself Justin Long that. in the movie oh. and the whole premise is they are going to Canada to interview some kid that's had a meme they called the Kill Bill Kid that ends up falling through and while he's in Canada he decides that maybe he should find something else to do and he sees this ad about you know come and live with me and rent free and be a walrus so Justin Long trucks off to the middle of nowhere to meet Michael Parks I think it is that Michael plays, Parks is awesome yeah, plays I don't know what the, he's like in the, I haven't seen Tusk but I know he's great in Red State he's, he's very good in Tusk but then it kind of the premise overtakes the the story and it just goes a bit off the rails yep and yeah I'm, I'm not going to spoil it but there is a a walrus costume and the plot goes incredibly crazy and you can see that it was probably something that kevin smith came up with when he was smoking a lot because yeah the the premise is just crazy the johnny depp character i didn't like at all i thought the movie had a real downturn when he turned up yep probably for me the highlight of the movie is very early on when justin long first goes to canada and harley from epic mealtime is playing the customs guy at, at the you know the customs desk when Justin Long first gets to Canada and I thought he was probably the best character in the movie and that's only a, like a five minute scene yep. but I'm glad I watched it but I probably wouldn't say it's a good movie but I could recommend it to watch just so you know as a curio as a curio exactly the fact that yeah Kevin made this just for the fact that he wanted to see if he could and he did yep so yeah cool. also following on from that and following on from our discussion of Captain America last month I finally got which you didn't to- like no, I didn't like Captain America, but I've now watched Avengers Age of Ultron. Did you like more than Captain America? I did, purely for the fact that James Spader was the voice of Ultron. Yep. And I think if I hadn't watched two seasons of Blacklist leading into it, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Mm-hmm. But Ultron was just Raymond Reddington <laughs> from Blacklist. Everything he said, you could just imagine that it could be Raymond Reddington. The story itself, I didn't mind. The effects were okay. That's my problem with the Age of Ultron. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just everything was okay. Yeah. It, there's nothing spectacular about it, where it should be. It didn't blow me away. No. Surprisingly. And for, for a movie that has made as much money as it did in the box office, it it amazes me that it did do as well because yeah when i watched it on tv it was kind of like well if i'd have seen this on the big screen i probably would have seen the holes in the effects because the whole character looked very cg mm. and the whole fight with hulk and the iron man hulkbuster mm. was good but unnecessary unnecessary exactly it didn't really add anything to the story and the whole like the farm sequence yeah Mm. and yeah hawkeye's family and stuff it just mm-hmm. yeah i don't know but just yeah, really push for that farm sequence really yeah yeah don't know why. i don't know but i'm, I'm glad i watched it's it but him. probably I don't know. another thing that i've watched at home before we jump into my cinemas is the liam neeson run all night movie run all night. isn't that a cindy lauper song that's a drove all night oh and i think it was a cindy lauper cover of a roy orbison song or something sure anyway but no run all night is liam neeson's a bit of a washed up thug that works for but he's got a particular set of skills i'm well, sure well yeah it was kind of wanting to be taken, but it wasn't. But he works for a mob boss who... The actor that played him eludes me right now. But anyway, he was someone famous. And his son is a bit estranged from him. And he is a boxing coach and drives a limo. And he falls into some trouble with the mob boss's son. And, trouble? Yeah. Starting with T? Yes. Is that right with P? That's right. Stands and with Paul. 
all right. And it all goes wrong, and someone dies, the mob boss's son. Spoilers here. And he goes, well, Liam Neeson goes to his son to try and sort things out, and it's basically them having 24 hours to get away from the mob boss and the crooked cops in New York City to, to try and sort things out. For a movie that's called Run All Night, it was very slow. Yeah. There was big sections in the middle where just nothing was happening. The action scenes are pretty good, and seeing Liam Neeson in that ass kicker role is good. But then, if you've seen the Taken movies, you know that he can do it. It's not a surprise anymore. Yep. Yeah. the The ending was kind of cool, and there was one stage where they were in this little cabin in the woods, and he went into a secret cupboard and pulled out a gun. And I was quite excited because it was a, a Winchester repeater rifle, and I happened to mention that it was a Winchester repeater rifle. And my wife is sitting there on the couch, going, "How do you know these things? You know, should I be worried that you know what these guns are?" And I had to tell her that everyone that's in Rooster Cogburn should know what a Winchester repeater is, but she didn't quite get the reference. But anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Before I jump into my cinema, because we have something with a crossover, shall we talk about your movies, Mitch? All right. I um, I, I will start with something I saw at home, and that was Corner Gas the movie. Have I talked about Corner Gas the TV show on here before? I don't think we have on the podcast. Okay. Well, Corner Gas is a Canadian TV show from a couple of years back. It ran for a couple of seasons, which I adore. Absolutely adore. It, it is funny. Like, it's up there with community, yeah. as far as just the sort of weird asides and just that just that zinger of a line that sort of just doesn't add to the rest of the show. It's just this bang, bang. And it, it's set in this town in um, Saskatchewan, Canada, where literally one horse town. It's got a diner, it's got a petrol station, and the locals. There's two local cops and a couple of other people. And it's... It's just good. Like, I, I adored the show, and it was really clever. Like, there was an episode where they're playing foosball, and there was this big tournament about best of seven, and I had a Canadian at work, so I'm going, is this a reference to someone who goes, well, fuck, you don't know about Canada versus Russia? And I'm like, yeah, it is. So there's all these references to things. So it was great watching the episodes, finding them, they were really funny, then going and reading up about them, and then going back again with fresh eyes to go, oh, that's a reference to this. And it's, just, it's a simple show, but it's just, I just adored it. It was really good. And I was talking, um, our friend Joel, friend of the show. Yeah. And the other co-host I've ever had, Joel. Exactly. Um, he was, and he said, did you see the Corner Gas movie? It's like, what fucking Corner Gas movie are you talking about, you crazy man? And he goes, this is, they crowdfunded a movie. It's like, they fucking what? So yeah, that night I managed to get myself a copy. <laughs> and um, yeah, and it's, 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 great it's going back to dog river and seeing your favorite characters do what they do best and yeah it just reminded me just how good that show was that's good so that was good and i have made two trips to the cinema and the first was to see sicario which is the emily blunt benicio del toro and josh brolin film and it's okay and that's the mexican drug yeah thingy that's sort of dea mexican drug cartel sort of film it's interesting it's from the director who directed prisoners so it's not your every it's not an action film it's not a thriller I don't know what it is it's just sort of this thing and it's very well made but I haven't really thought about it since I've seen it that's a shame it's sort of weird I was talking to my mate about it after I was going it's really good but we've got good TV now so you're sort of those middle ground movies where do they exist you either got your Avengers spectacular films or you got your broad comedies but where's those little sort of in between films when you got things like Breaking Bad or The Wire when it's like they do these stories better because they've got time to really flesh it out yeah. and it's sort of like I don't know what it is but yeah so hmm. that was okay but that's that's me going to the movies alright well I've got two trips to the cinema, which is highly unusual for me in a month. Thomas, no, two mm-hmm. adult movies. Oh, not not that I went to, <laughs> to color adult climax. Cinemas. I love my classic no. Danes. No. But the the first one was the Maze Runner Scorch Trials, the sequel Scorchers. to the original Maze Runner movie. Yeah, and it's a, a little bit of a Game of Thrones reunion because the guy that plays Littlefinger is one of the the baddies in it. Has he got a wang in this? No, no, no. wang, no wang. And he's a eunuch again. Well, he's not a eunuch. We he looked is. it up in Google. Yes, yeah, so and he was a eunuch. He's not. Yes. Anyway, Google it, search for it yourself. But no, I thought that was actually really good. I didn't know it was going to be quite as horror as it is. The first Maze Runner is very similar to... Cube. Yeah, kind of Cube. Aliens vs. Predator 1. It's a little bit like Hunger Games in the fact that there are a bunch of teenagers in a controlled area fighting monsters and robots and stuff. Whereas you might see the squiggle. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Whereas this second one is more zombie-based. There's people that are infected with a virus that are basically zombies and there's a few scenes where they're running through a deserted shopping mall getting chased by all these zombies and it, it made me well it made me just want to go home and play Left 4 Dead <laughs> but I didn't but it, yeah it was really well put together 
great cast. It had, speaking of Breaking Bad, it had Galero, whatever his name is, the guy that plays Mr. Frink, the the drug boss from Breaking uh, Bad. Uh, ding, ding, ding. That guy? No? The, guy that gets his, the guy that gets his face blown. Oh, yeah. G- yeah, that guy. G- G- Gus. Gustav? Yeah, Gus. Gus Frink. Yeah. Whatever his real name is, yeah. but yeah, he was he was in okay. it. It also had the girl that's the translator for Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. She was in it. Oh, yeah. Alan Tidick turns up in one scene, and he was really good. But yeah, it, it was well well acted. It was well put together. I haven't read the book, but my wife has read the book, and she said it, it holds to the story quite well. The effects were good, and yeah, it was a, a good movie to see at the cinema. But the other movie that we both have seen at the cinema this month and definitely deserved to be seen on the big screen, and that's The Martian. Yeah, and ironically. For probably the first time ever we have both seen a movie and we both liked it yeah we agree (laughs) and even Kristen Wiig couldn't kill the Martian no I found it kind of attractive yeah I I didn't but we won't go too spoilery into the Martian because it is currently on the cinema and it's something that everyone should go and see because it is good but talking talking about greatest actor of our generation if Matt Damon doesn't win an Oscar or at least get nominated for an Oscar for this movie there is something wrong I reckon he might be pushing Ryan Gosling better actor of the generation yeah sorry Ryan's he he carried this film so well but yet and he's funny yeah I I, I don't know if a real scientist would be as funny as he is yeah well what about the guy on the space station who does all the singing David Bowie's and does all that sort of stuff yeah yeah, or that NASA guy with the uh, Playboy shirt, or the, yeah. nude, the nude women shirt. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, it, for an ensemble cast, no one got lost. I don't think because you have Matt Damon, Jessica Chastain from Zero Dark Thirty, Kate Mara, who else was in it? Jeff Daniels, Sebastian is Shaw, the guy um, from Donald Twelve Glover. Years a Slave that I can't oh, pronounce yeah. his name. I, Donald Glover, I thought was awesome. Just his his character was great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And Sean Bean. Yep. The, but yeah, it was it was really well put together. It was a long movie, but it didn't, didn't feel, feel long. it at all. No. no. And we saw it at the extreme screen at Northland Hoyts, and I'm glad we sprung for the slightly more expensive seats because it was a long movie, but comfortable. <laughs> but I I will just take a, a quick opportunity to, to slag something off, even though it's not the movie. We went to dinner at Northland before we saw the movie, and we went to Ribs and Rumps. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been there. No, yourself. no, never been. It is a uh, a rib restaurant. Really. Yeah, they're like ribs and rumps. Yeah, and mm. being a rib restaurant, you eat with your fingers. Uh-huh. But yet, my wife and I had this big plate of shared ribs, and at the end of it, we were both covered in rib sauce. And we said to the management, or we said to our waitress, that you know maybe we could get some refresher towels or something like that. And they're like, "Oh, we don't have any at the moment. We'll just give you some napkins." And we were like, "Well, that's that's a bit shit." And we happened to overhear the lady on the table next to us actually ask them if they could bring her a finger bowl so she could wash her hands. Mm. And the waitress went away and came back and went, oh, my manager suggests that you go to the toilets and wash your hands rather than giving a finger bowl. So big thumbs down to ribs and rumps. Being a a rib restaurant that doesn't give you the option of a finger bowl or or a fresher towels, they just give you dry napkins and tell you to go and wash your hands in the toilet. We won't be going back there in a hurry. I think there's a story there. Do you? Don't have ribs. Well, maybe. You wouldn't go to a rib restaurant and not eat ribs. Yeah, then don't go to a rib restaurant. Oh, exactly. All right, that's my bit of a winch. But yeah, back to The Martian. Highly recommend it. Definitely see it on the big screen if you are going to see it because just the vistas of being on Mars... Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, I've got to say, my two favourite movies this year, I think, were directed by 70-year-old men. Well, <laughs> that and Mad Max, so far. Both set on deserts, too. Maybe there's a theme. Mm. But, yeah, I, I think seeing it in the western suburbs probably isn't a great idea either, because as we were coming out of the cinema, there was a, a group of young women coming up the stairs behind us, and one of them turned to the other one and went, well, he was from Earth. Why did they call it the Martian? And, yeah, it was just like some people were just oxygen thieves that don't deserve to be going to see good mm. movies. Anyway. Yeah. All right, well, that's probably enough for movies. Shall we jump into our topic for this month? Topic. What month is it? Well, it is October. Yeah. And Halloween is a big thing in October. Yeah, I think so. And it's a bigger thing in October than November. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's that hangover from Halloween <laughs> in November. Anyway, we decided that based on our love of crappy old cartoons and just cartoon specials in general that we should have a bit of a, a mini fest and watch a Halloween bunch of Halloween yeah. cartoons. So, Kiss Cartoon again being our friends here. It's got a search function. You yes. type in Halloween and a bunch of apps pop up. It's pretty handy. It's very handy. So, we decided that we would go back and watch half a dozen Halloween specials. We didn't watch Charlie Brown and the Giant Pumpkin. No, it just pissed me off. It's that music. 
don't know the, why. The fact that the parents talk and they go... No, it's just something about Charlie Brown. I used to love it as a kid. The books and the... Because I, I think I could draw them because they're pretty simple. Yeah. But it's shit. Maybe it isn't shit. I don't know. Snoopy's good, but I think Charlie Brown is shit. No, it just doesn't win. I don't know if that's a point. I don't know. <laughs> it's no family circus. You know what is good? Have you ever seen the Tumblr, This Charming Charlie? No. They take Charlie Brown strips and mm. they take out the the speech bubbles and they replace them with Smith's lyrics. <laughs> and they they make a lot of sense. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, check that out because that's actually really good. No, but what we did watch, we started off going right back to 1977. 1977. And we watched Mr. the... Fat <laughs> very... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to do the Reno going, but this is the next episode. No, it was the, just the Fat Albert, the fat Albert Halloween, Halloween special. Halloween or special or something. Mm. With Mudguts Murphy. <laughs> was it Mudguts or Mudfeet? It was Mudfeet. I don't know. <laughs> it all sounds wrong. Yes. I had a little bit of mud butt after we went to the Ribs restaurant. But anyway. <laughs> that's a Chappelle reference, if, if you didn't know. Chappelle show, greatest thing. But watching Fat Albert now, and I remember being a kid and watching Fat Albert and thinking... I still love it. People don't dress like that. But after reading a bit of Hip Hop Family Tree and, and watching seeing those... watching movies. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yes. <laughs> The urban youth, shall we say, dressed like that quite mm. a lot. But there's there's characters in Fat Albert that I like, and there's characters in Fat Albert that I didn't like. Did you like Mushmouth? No, did I didn't like, like Fat Albert. I didn't like Mushmouth. I didn't like Rudy. I hate Rudy. Is Mushmouth the same dude that wears the Nobody thing pulled over his face, the beanie so. over his face? I think so. I don't know, but I don't yeah. like any of them. Maybe no, that could be racist. I used to like the Green Hornet, but there was no Green brown Hornet Horn. in this episode. Yeah, Brown Hornet, but there was no Brown Hornet in this episode. That was later seasons, was not I? the early stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Because I, I used to love the Brown Horn apps. Very few and far between. Made by the He-Man guys, and you can tell. It's got a, yeah, the voices a lot of similar special. voices and the sound effects and stuff. Yeah. And there's that one guy that's a bit like Orko and just annoying. Oh, fuck, I hate Orko. <laughs> no, I didn't want to get you started. Perfect. No. Jesus. <laughs> Poking the bear. Yeah. But the premise of the Fat Albert one was they were doing... Trick-or-treating. Trick-or-treating and teeping houses and just generally being nasty to small people. One guy was a shtick and his t-shirt was too short. Yeah. And they were going to pick on this old lady. And guess what? They sent in the young ones first because they were a bit scared because she's a fucking kook. And they sent her in there. Kook has him. Crazy person. <laughs> and they sent him in there and they go, oh, they've been in a while. What's happened to them? They've been fucking killed and shit. And no, she's actually a really lonely old lady and she gave them the best lollies ever and no one's been there before. Oh, we should have listened to Fat Album and treated everyone nicely. Fuck you. But it goes back to that... What's his name? Lou Schreiber. Lou Schreiber. Lou yeah. Schreiber having a, a, a moral for your yeah. cartoons, really. Which, I mean, Fat Albert is just one big moral. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why he, he commands that crew. I don't know how. What has he got on him? They can run away from him. They could. Yeah, I don't know if he's that tough. But they, everyone seems to be scared of him when he sort of puffs his chest out, if they need to. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you made the joke that he was dressed as a superhero and he had a mask on, but he still had F.A. written on his yeah. shirt, so everyone knew it was still him. No, it was sort of a fat ass. <laughs> so you had no idea who it was meant to be. Fake Albert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But there was there was one character that was voiced by Bill Cosby, as yeah. Bill Cosby is part of the Fat Albert and the Cosby kids, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he was just a, a rambling, incoherent old man. That was He was Mudflaps Taylor or yeah. whatever his name was, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, that was just. A and bit a of a, bit, they go to a, they go to a movies at some point, and there's someone like, "What is he? Searchlight Joe?" There's a guy who works there. He was obviously a grumpy guy who doesn't like people talking in the movies. So he's got his. He works there. He's not just a random Joe, but he, he he's got his torch. And they go, "Let's let's mess with him." So they're watching the movie, getting scared of this like Day of the Tarantula or something stupid. And then Dickhead Rudy and his mate, they like do a. They grab the top off a mop and throw it down on him, and he freaks out. And he's putting his mop around everywhere, and everyone gets scared, and they get like hide behind chairs and do all this sort of stuff. And they freak out. And then he sends them out of the cinema. He kicked like, them out of the cinema for but being But they scared. did nothing wrong. He was the one who scared them. I, I don't know. Yes, I'm confused. Well, the moral is don't be a dick in the cinema. Yeah. Because well, you get kicked out. Exactly. I don't understand. And, you know, Bill Cosby puts roofies in your dad. <laughs> we weren't going to Allegedly. <laughs> we weren't going to mention that. We no, but it. it just slipped out. But anyway. Just like Cos himself. Oh, stop it. Well, after we watched Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. or Fat Albert, more to the point, we watched... Another one of our favourites in Adventure, very Adventure Halloween. Yeah. Now, I haven't watched the Venture Brothers for a few seasons. I think the season two or three was probably the last one I watched. Yep. And that Christmas episode last year. <laughs> and much along the lines of that Christmas episode, this was just good. Pure classic Venture Brothers. That's just and, so well written. And very, very wrong. There was yeah. a few lines in it that were just, yeah, pearlers. 
the premise is that the Venture Brothers themselves decide that they're going to go to Potter's Field to check out some haunted house. Yep. And while they're doing that, the Master has a magic gathering, as he calls it, and they made a couple of references to Magic the Gathering, the card <laughs> game, which I thought was hilarious. And, yeah, it was just crazy Venture Brothers fun. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, I mean, it's hard. If you was to show this to someone for the first time, it's probably too many in-jokes for you to... You'll appreciate it, but it's just like, what the... Who? I don't know who that is. I don't know why that's funny. Yeah. So it is a show, unfortunately, where you've got to sort of go back and watch it from the start. But... God, it's good. And then um, we went on to a show that's famous for its Halloween episodes. That's yes. Halloween. No, no, it's The Simpsons. Yes. So we go, which one do we watch of the many? And it's like, why don't we start with the first one? Yeah, so we went back all the way to season two of The Simpsons. God, the animation was terrible. And the first ever <laughs> Treehouse of Horrors. Mm-hmm. I think we we did the right thing by picking the first one, being the fact that this was the one that started it all. There are better Halloween of Horrors episodes, but this was the one that introduced Quang and Kodos, is that their names? The the aliens? You're the Simpsons fan. Yeah. I know they're aliens, and they only turn up in those episodes, yep. as far as I know. I think they may have mentions in other ones, but I think they're in every single Halloween of Horrors. But yep. yeah, the first one had a couple of little stories, well, three stories making up the, the main one, and the, the last one was the Edgar Allan Poe, the Raven. Yep. Was it voiced by James Earl Jones? Yes, but and he was one of the aliens too. Oh, was he? Mm. I didn't pick that. I think there's three aliens at the start, because there's one of the chef and he gets offended. That's right. going to kill, Cause... cook for humans, and then cook for humans, and cook, cook for humans. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but I, I'm glad we watched the first one. But as I said, there probably are better Treehouse of Horrors. I know one year Foxtel decided that they were going to do a marathon of the Treehouse of Horrors on Halloween night. And I sat down and watched a bunch of them. And just looking back at it now, there are some classics in those Treehouse of Horrors episodes, including the first one where they came to Earth and Homer went 3D. Oh, that, I remember when I first saw that, it freaked me out. Well, it was a big deal. When it I think I was a boring dancing that night and I taped it and I came back and watched it. And it was on the, it was on Tuesday back then, if I remember. I think it on was the same night as X Files. So I was on the same tape, and it was just yeah, it was just a freaky night of video watching that night. I, was like, mm-hmm. I kept rewinding, and because he got himself out of the the, the bin, and it's yeah, it's just weird. And he had the cone up his bum or something, and yeah, something sort of like oh, yeah. I fell on that and yeah. threw it out, and it was just bizarre. Was just, I kept looking at it, and going, that's just weird. It's just he's in the real world nowadays. You look at it, and go, yeah, I've seen Optimus Prime exactly. run around, yeah. But after that, we went to another one of my favourites that you haven't seen a lot you, of. You, I've seen and that one was episode. Bob's Burgers Halloween episode from season two, I think it was. And I've got to admit, it was funny. And a, a bit like Venture Brothers, there's a lot of in jokes in Bob's Burgers. And the premise of this particular episode was that Bob and his wife go to a, a Halloween party for the, their idiot friend, the mailman, and they didn't want to dress up, but they get forced to dress up. And also the side plot of it as well was the kids were doing their first trick-or-treating on their own, and they were a bit sick of getting the crappy like, candies and mini candies where, where they were, and they decided to catch the ferry across the river and go to the island where all the rich people live. And, yeah, again, the, the little in-jokes, the little like a sidelines in Bob's Burgers. I, I don't know how much you would get out of it if you hadn't seen any of the other episodes. Well, I asked you a few questions throughout. Okay, who's yeah. that? Is that normal? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but one of the daughters on Bob's Burgers is voiced by Kristen Schaal. Kristen Schaal. And for me, she is the highlight of the show because it, it all revolves around her, really, and okay. her little bunny ears. Because I've got to say, like you said, there's two plots. There's one where they go to the adult costume party and there's the kids going off having their adventures on Halloween night. And I could have done without the adult costume party yeah it just was nothing I was like oh yeah whatever a couple of gags in there but the kids stuff was funny that was really good yeah there's one thing that really stood out in that episode as well as they have a bit of a run in with some local youths and they decide that they should put hot sauce in their underwear <laughs> and Gene's talking about how he learned the hard way that having hot sauce on your, on your genitals mixes, doesn't mix very well when he was eating a taco on the toilet one day. And that just that scene... Because the guy has a flashback to him sitting on the toilet going, eating while I'm crapping. Why has anyone thought of this before? And then he tips the hot dips sauce and gets, sauce it on gets it on himself. Yeah. For me, that was just a, a typical aside. Kind of like when you watch Family Guy and they have their little well, snippets. The aside are the best bit, yeah. generally. But yes, uh, I, I think later on when we do our Christmas episodes, I might have to force you to watch the Bob's Burgers Christmas Okay, so I'm up for it. All right, you but, sold me on that. Yeah, and then after we watched Bob's Burgers, we've now watched another one of your favourites. Yes. Now I told you this, and I may have talked it up, but I've seen it the once, and it was the Invader Zim, very spooky Halloween, and I remember it being the freakiest thing I've seen for a kids show. Now seeing it again, it didn't freak me out so much, but it, God damn, I would not show that to kids. <laughs> it's cool. 
but it, it's cool and i love the animation style you can tell that it is hand drawn but there is those few little sort of 3d elements to it mm-hmm. like when when did this come out it was probably 2001 yeah i was gonna say it was probably very early 2000s yep you can see that they were still tweaking with their their animation but i just love the animation style of invader zim it's a shame i haven't watched more of it because i think if i did watch more of it i would really get more out of it it's damn good it's just crazy but this episode is probably the craziest. It's just like, really? Are you showing this? It's on Nickelodeon. I mean, it was for kids, essentially. Yeah. Maybe adult. No, not adult, but um, older kids. Older kids, kids yeah. But still, woof. <laughs> this one <laughs> It's like, okay. It's just, just kind of disturbing in a little ways, but fun and funny. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it hasn't really... Aff- like, I mean, I was hoping... Like, we, we really enjoyed doing the Christmas episodes last year. And I thought, let's do it with Halloween. Now, we could have done an episode per, but it would be hard, a lot of hard work for you. Yeah. Because you got to edit, I don't. But with the Christmas, you sort of got tropes that you sort of deal with. And it was kind of fun, and there's a lot of nostalgia there. So, we sort of hoping... I didn't quite get that, because Australians don't have that Halloween nostalgia. We're yeah. getting it, and I'm loving it. Like, I'm really getting into it. This year, I'm going to costume and go take my boy out, who's way too young to be cost- you know, trick-or-treating. But we're going out this year. I love the idea of it. I fuck everyone who says we're not in America. Screw you, people. <laughs> you and Orko can just fuck off. Exactly. And, and the Cosby kids or whatever. Uh, no, fuck. The Cosby kids are all right. They were co- uh, trick-or-treating. They're happy. But you are dressing your son up as Orko for trick-or-treat this year. Oh, right? no. I would never do that. <laughs> pretty easy to do, though. Mm. Mm. Means I can get out the fairy underpants as girls, hey man. No, let's not, because hmm. we are doing it in my neighbourhood, not your neighbourhood, <laughs> and I've got to live there. Ah, I'll just paint myself blue, girls. Skeleton. <laughs> I thought you were going to paint yourself blue and not wear any clothes and go as Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> Even here, <yeah. laughs> I like it. No, um, um, my kids decided that they were going to dress up as John Cena for Halloween, but. <laughs> <laughs> but then my wife stepped in and said that my four-year-old has a pumpkin costume that we bought last year and it won't fit him next year, so he has to wear it this year to get one more wear out of it. Maybe so, John Cena the pumpkin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. But, yeah, I, I think you talk about tropes in cartoons. Obviously, the, the two big tropes about Halloween are trick-or-treating and scary things. Yeah. And all of these cartoons that we watched barring the simpsons had the trick-or-treat element to them which again is a very american thing but it it is getting more popular here in australia but yeah if you're going to do a a cartoon special or any sort of special on halloween i think you you do need to focus on the dressing up and the and i gotta admit i I have a bit of a weakness i'll admit this here i do like cosplay chicks so so (laughs) halloween and costumes is pretty fucking good yeah and sexy costumes like i saw the best meme today on the Facebook it was a sexy potato <laughs> it was just like this hot chick in like tights and they just photoshopped a potato around her midriff and it was like a sexy potato costume and it's like yeah that's that's Halloween and that's pretty cool well so. there's that thing on YouTube that's getting a bit of mention as well the sexy Gandalf which is a girl no. dressed as Gandalf with like fishnets and high heels <laughs> so I mean there's nothing wrong with that no at all so I do I have become like I was a bit of poo-pooer on the, on the whole um, Christmas thing like the other podcast I do with Chris Fresh, he loves his Christmas. He's, I'm surprised he hasn't got his tree up already. That's how much he loves Christmas. And it's like too soon, especially because my birthday's late November. I don't like anything before then. But I was sort of like, I was a bit anti-Christmas. It's like, well, no. And you can't really get into Easter. That's not cool. I mean, some some Easter specials, but it's not the same. But it's like, no, I can get Halloween. That's going to be my thing. It's yeah. near my birthday. There's slutty, con- you know, <laughs> costumes. There's lollies, horror. This is good. It is. So I, I'm embracing Halloween. So I like it. And this is a start. And I think we try and do this every year because I, I, it was fun. Well, because the thing is, we, we pretty much just did cartoons this year. But if you think about it, there are some pretty good Halloween episodes. I'm of sure there's things. a Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, there probably yeah. is. Terry Garth. No, she's not in it. Jenny Garth. Jenny Garth. She's probably yes. in some sort of pre-slutty costume. That was too early for the slutty. Yeah, maybe I should look that up. I, oh. I've got the videos of 90210 <laughs> back somewhere. <laughs> But I, I, other things that jump into my mind as far as Halloween episodes goes, there was a really good Buffy Halloween Great episode Buffy, where everyone became the, the costumes. costumes that they were dressed up as. And that was where Willow first dressed sort of provocatively as a as ghost. A prostitute. Yeah, then she put a ghost sheet over the top of it. Yes, and so she, she became into a ghost. A, a ghost. But yeah, that was, that was probably one of the better... Buffy episodes of the early seasons. Yep. I know there's Halloween episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch in every season. Yep. So there, there is other stuff out all. there. No. Maybe we should. So, yes. I don't mind seeing Melissa Joan Hart in costumes. Nope. She went through that season where she was all sweet and innocent in the early seasons. And, and she then got the leather pants girl at the end. Yeah, and, and big boots and stuff. Yeah, well, was it? No, Punky just, Brewster. 
Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I'm sure there was a Punky Brewster episode too. Oh, I'm sure there would have been too. Not the one where they were used to stuck in the fridge. Stuck in the fridge. Not that one. That one's no. a Halloween episode. No, exactly. But there was one which was attacked by a giant spider. I don't think that was Halloween. Mm. I think it was... Maybe she just did some bad mushrooms. And I think so. It was something to do I, with the Indian burial. I, I was about to say Mr. Drummond was attacking her, but no, who was who was her Mr. Drummond? No, it was... Um, That's right. Henry. Henry. Commandant Lassard. Was it? From the Police Academy films. Yeah. Okay. You're obviously more of a, a Punky Brewster fan than I am. It's a little moon, moon fry. Like that. All right. Anyway, that's probably or a good sun place. sun moon fry, as I like to call it. Which, hasn't she dropped the, the one of the... Is she just like Solene Moon now or something? Probably. Like that? She dropped the fries? Never dropped the fries. <laughs> you always anyway. want fries with that. Yeah. All right. We're, we're rambling, so that's probably a good chance for us to ramp ramble. up. So, yes. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah. This will come out probably... Slut it up and be proud. A little bit before Halloween. And it's on a Saturday night this year, which is great. Great. So, yes. Who knows? We'll we'll come back next month and we'll report on how far our kids got before they fell over. Can you play, like, that song by Mandy Moore? I miss you like candy. Well, see, I was thinking about digging up one of the songs from The Martian to finish this off with. Oh, fine. That shitty disco music that he listened to. Anyway. Play any Mandy Moore? That's fine. No. I don't think I will. Because... We're losing listeners as it is. <laughs> we don't need to make it any worse. All right. Well, if you do have any comments for us, if you want to jump on our Facebook and tell us that we should be playing Mandy Moore, jump on facebook.com slash the Massive Attack Podcast. Felt like we're on Triple M Radio for a second and California Love was about to play us out. I don't know why. <laughs> it just pictured in my head. California Love started playing. That was last month when we were talking about California Love. I don't, it just it literally happened. Just like, in my head, it started playing like we were playing out to a like to a song. It was weird. Well, we will be playing out to a song. I'll be but, putting it under it. But on California Love. <laughs> bed anyway yes find our facebook find us on our website which is the mapodcast.podbean.com find us on stitcher itunes look for us around the neighborhood on halloween night in the neighborhood i think i'll be dressed as a zombie i don't know what you'll be dressed as i think i'll be thor probably just because i've got i'll I'll be thor the next day after all that walking (laughs) (laughs) and on that note thank you very much Mitch, and we'll see you next month
I didn't feel sorry for him actually. I looked at them and thought, you're a bunch of fuckwits.